hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin West. To order or download additional resources, please visit kevinwest.org. Well, church, welcome to the house of God this morning. Let's make some noise. Let's make a joyful noise. Glad you came out. What an amazing day to be within these four walls with family.
again, Merry Christmas. But also, I want to ask this. How many of you all saw the Christmas special last year on WSAZ? Yes. It is so awesome. We're glad that you're here today. But I want to point something out. Is that many people that were in that are here this morning. But the neat thing is there are many people that weren't. Uh, that didn't get to be a part of that last year that came after that. So we have grown, and it feels good to get to actually have a home here to get to bring everybody into and say, welcome home. Merry Christmas. So I'm excited. Today we have quite a few things going to happen. It's going to be a great day. But right now, I'm, uh, I'm very privileged because I got to see this last night. And it is going to be phenomenal. So right now, I want to introduce to you our Expression Kids. Waiting 
Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. We are here to be with family. We are here to celebrate with friends. The biggest thing that we're celebrating today is that a gift really was given, amen? A gift really was given. I was looking uh, in Exodus 20 earlier, which most of you know as the place where the Ten Commandments rest, right? And so there in Exodus 20 is all, are all these rules, all these things that uh, if, if, we'd kinda, if we don't get it straight and we don't get it together, these kind of things that are not very good will happen. That's kind of the way often that we see Exodus 20, but as I was looking through it, I see this verse that just knocks me out. It just pulls out from all of the others, and it's unlike really any of the other verses in Exodus 20. I think it's verse 6. It just says, but I will lavish my love on a thousand generations to those who love me and who serve me and walk with me. Just in the middle of all of that trouble, all those issues and all these kind of things, there it lays right there. It says, my unfailing love will I release to those who love me and serve me. That's really what Christmas is all about. We tend to focus sometimes in this uh, season on what we don't have. We buy some presents for our kids. We'd like to buy more. Anybody with me on that? We have a spread of, of dinner laid out, but you know what? We wish that we could have done more. We wish we could have had uh, our, more of our family come in, all these kind of things, right? We had to say some goodbye to some people this year that are dear to us or maybe years in the years past. And we wish we would have them here, yeah? In the midst of all of that, a gift was given. A gift was given. Unfailing love to a thousand generations released into a people. This is what Christmas is about. It's not about any longer because of what Jesus did for us. It's no longer about what we lack. But it's a moment for us at least once a year to take a step back and say, what do I have? What has been given to me? So there's some people that I've had to say goodbye to, but guess what? All around me are people that I'm saying hello to today. There's some things that maybe didn't work out perfectly, but you know what? Here I am today, standing here with my health and my own two feet. There's some money I'd like to have, but you know what? Today, my kids are fed. Today, we're taken care of. And here's what the big deal is. Here's what the big deal is. God released his unfailing love to us. So really, lack is, a, is somewhat of an illusion because when the creator of the universe releases all that he has to you, now it's opportunity. Now it's our opportunity to say once and for all, what am I going to do with the fact that he gave his all to me? All of a sudden, what is, how am I ever going to make it flips to, what do I, how do I steward what he's given me? What do I do with this that he's released into my life? This is Christmas today. This is Christmas. What will you do, even in your own heart as I'm uh, speaking today, what will you do 
with the fact that he gave his whole for you? What will you do with the fact that you're still kicking today? Surrounded by friends, family, loved ones, maybe just church family that you've got around you, what will you do with that today? Because on the other side of the cross, it's no longer about what we lack, it's how will you steward what has been given? Amen? Can we pray for just a minute? Lord, I know, I know so many of us are reminded at this time of year of the struggle and the issues and all of these kind of things, the stresses of life. I know we're reminded and we want to enjoy, but we're reminded of some of these things. But Lord, would you, the same way that you revealed to me in Exodus 20, would you reveal to me that unfailing love released to a thousand generations so far beyond anything that we're doing right today or doing wrong today, anything that we have or we don't have today. Lord, your pervasive, unfailing love released to us. I pray that you turn our hearts to realize what we have, that you turn our hearts to realize what is happening now, not in the past, but now, the opportunities that are alive now in our lives. Lord, that you would, in your wisdom and in your grace to us, teach us how to steward what's been given. We love you, Lord, and you are the full focus of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm sure you must have been surprised where this road had taken him. Never in a million lives would he have dreamed of Bethlehem. Standing at the manger, he saw with his own eyes a message from the angel. Joseph said, why me? I'm just a simple man of trade. Why him with all the rulers in the world? Why him inside this Jesus had come as he deserved. There would have been no Bethlehem, no lowly shepherds at his birth. 
There we are. Okay. I'm so grateful for him coming. And Peggy does an amazing job on that song. Are you thankful today that God works and moves in mysterious ways and uses things that we probably ourselves would never use? I, uh, God began to reveal something to me recently that just blew my mind about Mary and Joseph, how a lot of times it's easy for us to know the story and to know the end, so it's easy for us just to see it and think, well, that's just wonderful. But how would you feel if you were Mary and you were nine months pregnant and you had a bill pop up out of nowhere that you were not expecting you had a gentleman that you were getting ready to marry, but then suddenly decides, once he hears that you are with child, decides to put you away privately. But now she's got to make a long trip that I'm sure they didn't speak to each other much on. <laughs> but I'm thankful that even in the midst of strange, that Christ can be born out of chaos. And how many of you all know that Christ sometimes is exactly born in our chaos? That even in the midst of struggle and frustration and upside-downedness, that he still comes right in the middle of it. Well, right now, we are excited to bring to you a news live news coverage in the town of Bethlehem. And we want to go right now to what is going on. Are you all ready? <laughs> so this is our Expression Student Ministries. Caesar Trump here, and I am issuing a census for all citizens to return 
back to their hometowns. And I'm telling you people, it's going to be huge. <laughs> I just tweeted about it today. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, at RealCaesarTrump. But when I say huge, I mean huge. Even bigger than the wall. All right. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America, and good luck and safe travels on your journey back to your hometowns. This is really going to mess up my holiday plans. I mean, can you imagine the traffic? It's going to be impossible to book a flight. I know. Let's head over to Bray Bailey, who's in the field, talking to people who are actually on their journey. That's me. Thanks, Lincoln and Sierra. I'm here in Bethlehem with three guys that are us, who are not too worried about the census, but are more worried about finding the new king. Well, we heard about this whole census thing, but the real reason we're here is because we're following Star to find the new king. Gifts. What did you bring him? Brought him this gold chain, dog. I brought him the new cologne, my frankincense. Wait, we were supposed to bring gifts? I just brought my girlfriend. Uh. How about these wise guys? Back to you, Lakin and Sierra. young couple, Mary and Joseph, who are traveling back to their hometown, Bethlehem. Can you tell us how you're handling these travels? How are you feeling? How do I feel? I'm nine months pregnant. I'm walking. I want ice cream. There's nowhere to go. How do you think I'm feeling? <laughs> how long have you been traveling? It feels like eternity. This baby is coming. Well, we hope that doesn't happen because I'll pass out on live TV. Um. There's no Airbnb, there's no hotels, no inns, and we're kind of stranded. <laughs> I just want to hold my baby. I just need a place to stay. I don't know where to get off of me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, maybe you should find a barn or something. Well, that's all the, the time we have today, ladies and gentlemen. Back to you, Lake and Sierra. As you just saw, it's becoming more and more difficult. All right, this just in, breaking news. The couple that Bray interviewed earlier gave birth to a baby king. I guess those guys were wise after all. Are what you serious? <laughs> it's okay. I, I love babies and Christmas. I love a good Christmas story. I'm Sierra. I'm Lincoln. Merry Christmas. <laughs> good evening and good night.
Hey, hey, give those guys a round of applause. Hey, that's, that's a hard act to follow. But hey, I want to welcome everybody to Expression Church this morning. Do we got, I guess I know that there are some first-time visitors here with us this morning. Is that right? Hey, you guys raise your hands if you're here for the first time. Hey, I appreciate you coming, all of you. Welcome. Somewhere underneath some of the seats in front of you, you'll find a welcome card. If you would, please fill that out. Not so we can just stalk you, because we'd like to have you as part of our life. We'd like to connect with you on various social media or ever how, so you can come back and worship with us again. Hey, we want to take just a minute or two here to, to receive our tithing offering this morning. You know, Ronnie spoke a little bit ago about love, and, and the very premise of Christmas is love. You know, sacrificial giving or giving of any kind is driven by love. The premise of Christmas is John 3.16, for John, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. You know, Isaiah prophesied before that, chapter 9, that, that unto us a child is born, but it says right after that, the son was given. And he'll be called Wonderful and Counselor, Prince of Peace. Yeah. Without Jesus, there's no Christmas. Just a season of giving as we go out and just as Ronnie said, as we seek out gifts for the people that we love. It's based on love. We want to bless them and we want to, to show them what we have in our hearts for them. Amen. You know, God has given us many venues of giving, whether it be through the tithe or whether it be through the offering. It's a way that we have to, to engage with God, just like prayer and just like worship. Giving is a way that we engage. God has given us venues of giving that, that by us participating in it automatically engages him in our lives. Amen. You know, everybody, this coming year, we're going to delve into that a little bit more. You know, if we were going to plan a worship conference, everybody would be really excited and be all pumped. If you're going to plan a prayer conference so we can become more engaged with God through prayer, everybody would be excited and signing up. But if we planned on a conference for giving, we'd say, well, these guys have turned into a cult. <laughs> but that's not the case. If we're going to be the expression of Christ in everyday life, to learn all about God and all that God has for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. So as you guys are getting ready to give, if you want to make out a check, make it out to Expression Church or ECH, you can text GIVE by 84321 or through the app, through the, through the website, any way you want to do it. I do want to remind you, next Sunday will be just like this one. We'll just have an 11 o'clock service and Pastor Kevin will be sharing with us what's coming in the new year. He's going to talk about the, the first segment. He's going to refer to it as the first 90. But at that service, we're going to receive a year-end offering. We're going to engage God in this church and start off 2018. 
so you'll find some, the ushers have some special offering envelopes. I want you to take one of those. I want you to fill it out. Pray what God would have you to do. And bring that with you next Sunday. We'll start 2018 with the blessing of God wide open on your lives and in this church. Amen? Everybody ready? Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much. I thank you so much for Christmas Eve service with our family here as we worship you, Father. I just pray right now as we take this time to continue to worship you in our giving and in our tithes and offerings. I pray a special blessing over each and every giver. I pray your engagement in their life, the promises and your word for doing so. Father, just bless these families today as we go through this, this holiday to celebrate your son. Father, we just love you and we worship you. Thank you for all this. In Jesus' name, amen. Stacy, listen. I've been here for a while. I really need to go. No, you can just kind of stay just a few minutes. I'm just saying, it's, it's, I've been here. All you do when I'm here is play NBA 2K. Listen, we just need a little bit of time. I'm going to need a little bit of help with this. Hold on I'm one just second. Say- just give me a second. God, I know you can hear me. I'm your favorite. I really need you to make it really cold, really bad, a lot of snow, because she has to stay. She's the one. And just look how pretty she is. Now, what were you saying? I'm just saying. Just stay. I really can't but stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go But away. baby, it's cold outside. Assorted flavors of scraggle pop. But just oh stay. That's all you do is try to butter me up. Just stay. I'm just saying, I simply must but go. But baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no. Baby, it's cold outside. Welcome has been. So lucky you drive. So nice and warm. Look out that window at that storm. Scared of your brother, RJ. 
Listen, RJ knows Kung Fu. Mm. I don't know if you know this or not. I'm just saying. I gotta get home. Baby, you'll freeze out there. Say, lend me your coat. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been great. I love when you touch If I stay, okay. I've got some conditions. I'm good with that. I need a foot rub. Got you. You mentioned grindstone. Yes. I've got some tension in my neck. Got you. Strong hands. I'm just saying. Okay. And I get the remote. No NBA 2K. Uh, that means... That means I get to watch whatever reality show I want. Kardashians, Top Chef. I'm just saying. I don't know which one it'll be. Cupcake Wars. What's it going to be? Who knows? memories. A lot of times it was interesting because um, just trying to get the kids to bed and then we would just make it to bed and they'd be like waking us up again. Santa came, Santa came. and That was always excitement. Um, as a kid, I remember Christmas being the most special time because we didn't have a lot growing up, but Christmas we had everything. Uh, my dad always brought like big boxes full of fruit. We had red apples, yellow apples, bananas, oranges, tangerines. And then that was the one time of the year that we all got presents. So it's always just been really special to me. So that's why I like to give so much because he, he was so big hearted. And I, I try to remember him now at every holiday. So it's good. You know, growing up in Appalachia, uh, 
you know, poor, but uh, but you don't know you're poor. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> most everybody else is, and, and then there's some people that really are poor, you know, yeah. a whole lot worse off than you are. But, uh, you know, I, I can remember back when I was uh, real young, and uh, one of the, the presents I got was a, was a bicycle. You know, Santa brought the, the bicycle, and, and uh, of course, when I was uh, real young, you know, my mom was crazy like some other people with <laughs> with Christmas, uh, you know, and, and, you know, it just was a, a crazy time of life, but a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, she, her herself couldn't wait till Christmas morning to open presents. So Santa always came, you know, while we're still up, uh, you know, and, and you still <laughs> happened to leave stuff out on the front porch and stuff. And, and because we were still up on so he couldn't come down on the chimney and stuff. So he left it on the front porch. And so one of the presents I got one year was a, was a bicycle. And, of course, I was th- thrilled with that thing. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, it was a sort of a refurbished <laughs> bicycle. You know, it was an older bicycle that had been painted, uh, um, uh, you know, that uh, Sandy fixed it up real, real good and, you know, new tires and brakes and stuff and you know, had a lot uh, – a lot of fun riding up and down hills uh, of Appalachia with that thing. One of my big memories, too, as a kid, I had three older sisters and then a brother. And one year, all four of us got the white go-go boots. And that was the best thing ever. And we had these big steps that led up to our house and columns. And we would stand on those columns in our go-go boots and dance. Like we were on some TV show. <laughs> but, now you'll have to explain. A lot of these people won't know <laughs> what go-go dancers and go-go boots were. <laughs> well, you know, it was in the '60s, and Goldie Hawn. I mean, everybody has to remember that in Laugh-In. So in Laugh-In, the women would dance in the tubes, you know, and had the go-go boots on. So we did that. So that's a big Christmas memory for me. That was fun. <laughs> oh, go, go, boots. Oh, I love Christmas. I'm honored today to get to have my grandmother with me this morning. And, uh, And uh, we, we did something this morning that's very characteristic of, of my family. And uh, it's been a tough week. It's been hard. And uh, we, we lost my grandfather a week, yesterday, a week ago yesterday. But I'm so thankful for who he was and who he is. And something that was characteristic of our family constantly was singing. We sang together all the time. My mamma and my papa sang together since I was itty bitty. And then this morning, as we were getting ready, we just began to sing together. Music heals the soul. And it really heals the soul whenever the Holy Spirit gets a hold of it. So today, I've got to be honest with you, there are moments in my life where I get to just wanting to hear someone beside me just sing along with me and just lift up their voices together. So just for a moment, if we could, in this place, we all sing with me. 
just this simple little song, a couple little songs. I love the words, and they never really meant as much as they do to me right now. But it's hark the herald angels sing.
above want. He's above anything, any lack in your life. He is above every single thing. He is above sadness. He is above it all. He's worthy of all praise. Our hearts will see how great is our God. Come on and lift it up, church. Sing name above all names.
somebody just praise him today? The Son of God became the Son of Man so the sons of men could become the sons of God. And this just wasn't some ordinary baby born in a manger that we celebrate the birth every year. This was a time in history of 4,000 years where iniquity and sin, transgression, schisms, wars, fights, brother against brother, sister against sister, family against family, tribe against tribe, nation against nation, was just happening left and right. Man's attempt to try to reach God, but he couldn't get to God. He did everything he could. He would sacrifice rams and lambs and the best of the best, spotless lambs, lambs that didn't have any blemish, firstborn lambs, rams, blood sacrifices, taking it, sending it to the Lord and said, Father, accept this sacrifice on behalf of man because God said there was no way that there was ever gonna be remission of sins unless there was a shedding of blood. For 4,000 years, God found good men, but he couldn't find the perfect man. He found guys that did right, but they weren't perfect. The reason being was because all of human race, from the seed of man, from Adam, was blemished, tarnished, was never gonna be able to be pure, no matter how hard he tried, no matter good his effort was. You know, if he woke up one morning and said, today's gonna be a better day than yesterday, I'm gonna give it all I got, he still was contaminated and corruptible seed. But a little over 2,000 years ago, there was a virgin named Mary wanting ice cream. <laughs> Looking for a place to deliver her baby. What she didn't realize was the baby she was gonna deliver was actually gonna be the baby that delivered her. Not only her, but every man and woman after her. She was given birth different than any other woman had given birth in the past. Even though she was a virgin, Word had spread throughout the entire area and said, there's something different about her. She's given birth to something that doesn't belong and is not conceived by human. It's not corruptible. It's not contaminant. It's not over in the corner somewhere hidden. No. This was gonna be out in the open for the world to see. There was a baby gonna be born out of incorruptible seed Isaiah says it this way, unto us a child is born, but a son is given. If it was just a child, he would just be the son of man. But if it was a son also from God, he would be all God. So you had all man, all God, all born into one baby. How could this be? How could it happen that way? If he was all God, we would be impressed by Jesus. We would see how good he does and we'd say, wow, what a wonderful name that really is. And we would sing that and he would be so distant. But because he was the son of man and the son of God, he was tempted and has been tempted and is tempted in every point of life that we've been tempted. So when you go through depression, 
If he was just the son of God, he would say, gosh, I really feel bad for you and I'm, I love you. But because he was the son of man, he went through depression. He was tempted in every point that you were tempted. There's not a sin known to man that Jesus himself wasn't tempted with. If he wasn't tempted with all sin, he could never save you from your sin. Never committed a homosexual act, but he took homosexuality upon himself. Never stole a thing, but he took all thieving and stealing upon himself. Never committed adultery, but he took adultery upon himself. He never lied, but he took lying upon himself. How could he do that because he was son of man? How could he resist those temptations because he was son of God? He had all of God living in him and on him because he was and is the son of God. So when the baby was born, it wasn't just any baby. It was the one that introduced into earth an incorruptible seed that was born of a woman that grew up, had to be taught just like we had to be taught. Had to cut his teeth just like we cut our teeth. Had to be potty trained just like we had to be potty trained. Sometimes we think of him just as son of God. Yes, he's God, but he was man. Mary had to look at him and say, I'm so proud of him as he learned to walk. But before he learned to walk, he had to learn to crawl. He was the example of, for us not just to follow and to emulate and to look at him and say, gosh, I wanna be just like Jesus. He took it a step further. He didn't just give us an example. He took his incorruptible seed and planted it within every believer. So you don't only have to just emulate him and go, wow, I wanna be just like Jesus. His seed in you makes you not just like him, but make you as him. What? How can that possibly be? He chose you before you could ever choose him. When you couldn't get to him, he came to you. When you were trying to figure out what your problems were, he was already working solutions for your issues long before you could ever even figure out what the identifying of the problem would be. He knew her before you knew her. He molded her and shaped her for you. He took him and made him the way he is and turned him around the way he is and turned him upside down and right side up. Why? Because he was preparing him for you. See, this isn't just a, a baby in a manger. No. This is the Lord. He's Christ. He's Jesus. Not just one that we just worship, but one that's personal and up close. One that knows how you feel. Knows what you're going through. He knows before you even ask. But he's not distant. He's close. He's so close that sometimes you don't even have to whisper the prayer. He's already whispering it for you. 
He made a, a lowly way into the world so he could raise your standard of life and quality of life. See, most of us know what it's like to be on the bottom, maybe even multiple times. But the baby that was born 2,000 years ago came in this world on the bottom, but he didn't stay on the bottom. He came in low so he could go high. We were already low so he could bring us up with him in high places. Taking off our corruptible seed born of man and putting on an incorruptible seed that was given by the Father. So when I say the Son of God became the Son of Man so that the Son of Man, us, could become the sons of God, he was already God and he was born into the Son of Man. So us that were born into man and son of man could be born into the son of God. See, if you're a believer, you're a son of God. And many testimonies that I know today would only wish they were born in a manger. only wish that there was no room for you in the end. See, you know, you know your filth. You know humanity. You know your capabilities. You know your insecurities, your inadequacies, your insufficiencies. You know them, and most of the time, those that are really close to you know them as well. But there's one that's closer than you and one that's closer than them that knows all too well those same insecurities and insufficiencies and inadequacies and weaknesses. But he knew those weaknesses long before you were ever born into this world. And he came to eliminate the schism between you and God so you could take on a whole other identity that you do not have to just live whatever happens, happens. See, this past year has been a difficult year for many. It's been a good year for a lot. And I think many of us will say that it's been some ups and there's been some downs. But one thing is constant in our lives, that the love of God that rules and reigns does never change. His plan, his purpose, his ideas, his thoughts, his plans towards you never change. His love is good, his plans are good, his ideas are good towards you. Sometimes it looks like, how are we gonna make it through the week or make it through the next month? Or my God, what am I? What? No, it starts with this. And I'll tell you, it ends with this. It's a heart full of gratitude for not what you don't have, but a heart full of gratitude for what you do have. What do you have? You have health my health not so good right now. It's not as good. Am I still breathing? Yeah, I'm still breathing. Well, I've lost some people that are close to me, but you still have some people that are really close to you. Amen. You know, I'm not, I'm not like I used to be, but boy, you're still close to somebody that loves you. 
It's not what you don't have. It's what you do have. And everybody here, under the sound of my voice, has him. You have a savior. You have a child that was born in Bethlehem that came into the world and took on corruptible seed at the cross to give you incorruptible eternal life. So when this life is over and done, it's not just end right here. You just cross over to the next phase of your being and you enjoy eternally the rewards that God has set before you. 2017 has been tough for some and good for others. But I'm telling you, 2018 is gonna be so full of opportunity that it's gonna blow your mind. We'll have some wins and we'll have some losses. We'll have some ups and we'll have some downs. But one thing's for certain, we're not gonna lose sight of the gratitude and the thankfulness that we have for him and each other. You're the greatest people in the world. You have hearts of compassion. You have hearts of love. You look at people and you don't look down on people. You don't judge people because they don't have what you have or think like you think, regardless of your political persuasion or regardless of your race or regardless of your ethnicity. It, we're not talking, it doesn't mean anything. The bottom line is, who am I at my core? Am I thankful? Am I grateful? And do I genuinely love those people that God has put in my life? And what can I do to make a difference in somebody else's life? Jesus came so he could live outside of himself through us. I'm challenging and asking you today on this Christmas Eve, are you gonna live outside of yourself? Can you make a difference in somebody else's life? Can a smile or a handshake or a hug or an encouragement, a phone call, a nudge, a wink, a nod, a card, a letter, a honk, can just lift somebody's day? See, we made it too difficult because we tried to complicate even Jesus' entry into the earth. We want some great grandiose revelation that we can say, whoa, that's just way bigger than I could ever imagine. Bottom line is, he came in low so he could raise and take us high. That's everybody. I don't care what background you've come from or where you've come from and somebody else hasn't. He's raising the standard of thankfulness. It's Christmas Eve. I'm thankful today. I look at you, many of you, most of you, I know your lives, and you know mine, and we've come a long way. And aren't you glad that God didn't take a, a frame of time in your life, a moment, a snapshot, a quick picture, and then define you for your entire life? Somebody? Aren't you glad it was when you were on your lowest point of your life and things weren't going the way you thought they would and you didn't know how you were gonna get up and somehow God just raises you up because he's good? 
His mercy endures forever. And he didn't define you by that. People will try to define you by your weakest point. But God will take your weakest point and build you into something to define you. The world will take you through fire and turn you into ashes. God takes the ashes and puts you through the fire and makes you into something. God has a way. It's Christmas. It's Sunday. I'm excited. I'm so thankful for you. Don't let this Christmas, even tomorrow, go by without you picking up the phone, dropping by somebody's house, say an encouraging word, lift somebody's spirits in the next couple of days. And I challenge you to let it become a way of life. God doesn't bring people down. He's an advocate for those that are down to bring them up. This year, at Christmas time, we're gonna lift it up. I know what the news says. I know what social media says. But one thing they forget sometimes is it was a baby that was born into the world with incorruptible seed that took on the sins of mankind. So those that think they're better than everybody can truly be happy when people begin to rise up above where other people think they should be. You're not staying down, you're coming up. Your best days are still yet ahead of you. And as sure as the Son of God became the Son of Man, so that you are the sons of God, grow and mature and become what he's called you to be. And a sign of maturity is not age. It's just how much are you thankful for what you have? A mature person is thankful when they don't have anything. They're also thankful when they have a lot. Your definition of maturity is gonna change. It's gonna be measured by your heart of gratitude and thanksgiving. This is the best time to be alive. The best days are still yet ahead of you. There's peace that's coming in your life that's greater than you could ever imagine. And you're gonna be able to turn to your grandkids and your kids and you're gonna lift them up and you're gonna impart and speak peace into their lives. Teach them how to be thankful. Teach them how to be grateful. One last story and I'll close. I remember when I was working in a finance company right out of college, and I was working for a, a guy that was really pretty tough, and he demanded you know, things to be done right. And I was given a directive to go out and repossess a TV and a VCR, since we're talking about go-go boots. We're talking about VCRs just for a minute. And I said, go pick up that, re pick up that VCR and that TV. So I drove out there and it was about Christmas time, a couple of days before Christmas. And I drove out there in my car and I looked up and the door was standing wide open. There was a little baby there watching 
a cartoon on that TV and VCR. Baby was in diapers and it was kind of chilly, really kind of cold outside. I, I got up and knocked on the door, and outside of the door because the door was open. And the mother came to the door and she said to me, she said, uh, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm Kevin. I'm here to pick up that TV and VCR. She turned and looked at me and she said, are you, are you serious? It's Christmas. I said, I know, but I don't work for a guy that really understands Christmas. So I went back out to the car. She said, I can get it together for you. And as she was getting it together, I kept looking in that door, started my car up and I drove away. Went back to the office. He said, well, where's the TV and the VCR? I said, ah, she sold it. It's gone. He said, she sold it. He said, that's, there's no way she sold that TV and the VCR. I said, then you go out there and get it. He looked at me for a moment, moment and I said, that TV and VCR is not there anymore. He said, you lying to me? I looked at him and I said, you better believe I am. And you better just take it for what it's worth. That night I went home and looked at what I had. Went out to a little grocery store, bought a bunch of groceries. Drove by the house, door still standing open, kids still standing there. I dropped off a bunch of groceries and just drove off just like I did without the VCR. Just left it there. I came home. We were coming back to Ironton to, for our family Christmas. As I was driving down the highway, just beginning to reflect. And my life wasn't exactly where it needed to be right then. And I began to reflect of just how thankful I am. And I want to challenge you today. I know we've lost some things and things we have every reason sometimes just to feel low. But gosh, we have so many reasons to feel up. Find something to be thankful for this Christmas. Yeah, things could be better and things could be different. But thank God I have you, I have him, and I have us. And I have opportunity. I love you more than you'll ever know. <laughs> and for my family and all of this expression family to each other, I wish you the happiest. <laughs> the merriest Christmas you've ever had. Because 2018 is gonna be your year. God bless you, Merry Christmas.
with us wherever we go. So spread some joy, spread some cheer. When you leave, just don't leave it here. If it's Christmas, you can take it everywhere you go. Busy and running around, and a lot of folks wearing unnecessary frowns. You just might be the gift that was left on the list that reminds him of the reason for a season like this. So spread some joy, spread some cheer when you leave. Don't leave it here if it's Christmas. You can take it everywhere you go. Merry Christmas. <laughs>